composer, guitarist Ryan Mars in the Artichoke Cafe with me today at yet another turning point in the long, sad saga of trying to make and listen to music during the pandemic. He is one of the folks who plan and execute the Montevilla Jazz Festival around this time every year. OMN is happy to be a sponsor. It's the festival home for what we used to call avant-garde music. I don't know if anybody has settled on a new name for it, but you know what I mean. This year, it's Friday, August 20th to 22nd. Ryan will tell us all about it, but since we do these a week or so in advance, and since COVID protocols have changed, please check with their website to find out if there are any changes in the festival. Meanwhile, I delayed turning on the recorder until we had talked baseball for a while, which we always do. Well, we're going to stop talking about baseball now. Why? I know. I know. I said this, I had Derek Sims in here last week, and we were talking about something, and, and then we got off on something else. And I said, you know, this has happened lately. I had Sarah Tiedemann in here oh, yeah. from Third Angle mm-hmm. to talk about her new season. And it was she's wonderful, and and uh, I, I love her to death, and she's a great flutist. And mm-hmm. So we did about a half an hour of this, and all of a sudden, I don't know how, but the topic turned to Twin Peaks. Okay. And we were both Twin Peaks fanatics. And so we did... 15 minutes on Twin Peaks. At one point, I just said, listen, everybody, you can stop listening now if you'd like. We're going to talk about Twin Peaks. Okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's kind of like we are, you yeah. know, when, when baseball. And, and yeah. I'd, like, I'd like everybody to know that Ryan <laughs> is wearing a hat from the, the what, what are the Bridgeport? Um, Something. Somewhere Yard, in Connecticut. The New Yard, Haven. The, no. No, it's not New Haven. It's a, he's right. It's a B. It's not yeah. a B. Yeah. The Yard Goats. Yeah. The Yard Goats. <laughs> Uh, it's a pretty funny story. Uh, my wife's a flight attendant, and she had a layover in whatever town this is that I can't remember right now. Um, and uh, we have a nephew that's learning baseball, and he was on a baseball team, you know, Little League, and they were coming up with their team name. And the coach said, okay, you guys get to choose, but it has to be a minor league team. Uh, so we started looking through all the minor league teams, and all the funny ones make my yeah. nephew laugh, like the Lansing Lugnuts and yeah. uh, the Blue Wahoos, and the Yard Goats was his favorite. So that's good. When Heather Did had you a, run the Portland Pickles by him? Yeah, uh, he's a huge Pickles fan. Is he? He's a huge Pickles fan, yeah. <laughs> And my wife is maybe the biggest Pickles fan of Portland. Maybe. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's in the running. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> she loves the Pickles. Oh, boy. But we're not here to talk about either yard goats or Pickles, <laughs> even though we seem to be doing that. <laughs> we are here to talk about the Montevilla Jazz Festival. Yeah. Uh, of which you are the what? Programming director, co-founder. Yeah. Yeah. That's like curator. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I uh, I help um, in the process of uh, making the sound of the festival. That is kind of my role with the festival uh, and the organization. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. the organization has turned into more than just a you know weekend in August. Yeah, we do a lot more than that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, there are other people involved in the in the, in the decision. Yeah. Of who of who who does what, right? Of who plays, for instance. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's always been that way. Um, yeah. It's a it's a mm-hmm. little bit different than maybe it first started, mm-hmm. um, and I'd like to think that I'm the like the leader of that process. And they're all musicians. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Imagine you, having musicians be in charge of of a, festival. of a festival. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky here. You know, we got we got Peter Damon. Yeah. Doing the blues festival, yeah, yeah. great little you know blues guitar player. Yeah, definitely. And you guys, mm-hmm. that's terrific. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, the other festivals in town, I think, have had, uh, you know, musicians or at least people that in the, in the know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Dan Presley from Jazz Society Oregon had a hand uh-huh. in something in the Cathedral Park Jazz Festival in recent years. And right. he's a bass player. And Oh, Mary yeah. Sue Tobin. Mary Sue. Ran and, the, and Farnell. The, for did some Farnell, stuff yeah. And, and of them. course, Sarah Tiedemann. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, it's uh, we're lucky so, in Portland. Everyone so okay, <laughs> will there be any live music this year, or is it all is it still virtual? Uh, yes, there's live music. Uh, do you mean will there be an audience? Is that yes. the okay? Yes, um, but um, it's not going to be like old times. We should definitely say that. And uh, details are still evolving, but there will be people in attendance uh listening and clapping um but the focus of the festival is you hope yeah right well, <laughs> hope clapping yes uh the focus of the festival is the online component um uh-huh. so it is streamed free for everyone uh-huh. um and uh wow and there's more to it than that you know I, um i don't know how much we want to go into it but uh there has been a little bit of like stream fatigue i think from audiences yeah. and um we tried to account for that so we're hoping for some uh, visual component um to our festival this year that is, goes beyond just like you know showing three people playing on yeah. stage yeah so yeah like what um well uh i'm an artist in the festival this year and uh my performance uh incorporates the line drawings uh so visual art of um Tina Granzo. Uh-huh. Um, so like the whole program, the, the hour long set, um, there is artwork that is part of the performance. So there's a visual element uh-huh. right there uh-huh. in that. And um, that's already been made. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, you know, uh, uh, there, I, I, are you doing any 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 live drawing or a live painting because that's a, that's always fun it is uh not this time we okay. had talked about that um and uh tina this particular artist wasn't uh-huh. terribly interested in that uh-huh. this time around um but in 2019 in the before times um dana reasons set had some uh-huh. live uh uh-huh. artwork incorporated yeah. into projecting on the screen yeah. and that was yeah. really compelling um yeah so yeah. We're into that kind of thing, for sure. Who used to do that? Rob Sheps. Oh, yeah? Used to have these sort of uh, salon. He called it Salon de Refuse. Huh. Meanwhile, it's actually pronounced Refuse, but <laughs> that's just Rob Sheps. Um, and he would have, he would have uh, people um, painting wow. uh, and, uh, and drawing during the music. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's, a, that's a old that's that's it's an old thing. It, yeah. it is, it yeah. is, it's fun. Yeah, that's an awesome. It's idea. almost like you know courtroom drawing. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Maybe someday. Well, yeah. hopefully not any day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you've got some uh, some really interesting things lined up. Um, well, uh, separate performances. Mm-hmm. What is yours? So, um, I, my performance is kicking the festival off at 4 p.m. on Saturday, uh, August 21st, and um, it's called After Earth. And um, the quartet is uh, myself on guitar and compositions, Tim Wilcox on tenor sax and soprano sax, um, Andrew Jones is playing bass, and um, Charlie Doggett on drums. And then, as I mentioned, Tina Granzo um, has uh, uh-huh. drawn works uh, that go in tandem with the music. So it basically unfolds where um, this process, um, we Tina and I and a couple of the musicians got together and kind of came up with some themes. And the themes... Um, uh, we're sort of 
uh, jumping off of the vibe and style that Tina Granzo's work already had, which is this kind of like quirky and like sardonic is the word that I keep coming to. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's like uh, equal parts Dr. Seuss and Salvador Dali, um, huh. but it's all black and white. And, you know, it's huh. it's like arid in its style, but uh, and somewhat bleak, but also kind of like quirky and like uh -huh. almost comical you know so it's not all the way bummerville um <laughs> but there's a little bit of like huh that's uh -huh. a little dark almost uh -huh. Uh -huh. you know so uh -huh. we jumped off that with our themes um and uh the artwork reflects kind of like what we as a species are doing to this planet uh and to each other uh -huh. um and uh it's not, again, not all the way Bummerville, and nothing is very uh, heavy-handed. Everything is kind of subtle or um, abstract. Um, kind of like when Mose Allison sang, ever since the world ended, I don't get out as much. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, yeah, we try not to be too heavy-handed. You mm -hmm. know, it's like we want people to kind of... So uh, how, how is this, uh, is, is this a... Is this a video piece that's already been done, mm -hmm. or, or are you putting up the the, the artwork live as you uh, as, as you play? Yeah, more the latter. Um, and uh -huh. there is some video because Tina has done some really great hard work uh, learning how to do some simple animations and stuff like uh -huh. that. Uh -huh. um, so there is sort of video. It's mostly stills, um, but there's more than one of her pieces per piece. Uh -huh. So you know, we plan to play maybe five or six tunes, um, and then each tune has five or six pieces, and sometimes uh -huh. they move. Um, who, who decides when they go up and when they come down? So it started with the themes, and then uh, Tina would draw like a seed piece, and then from that piece, I would write the composition. From and then we recorded the music, and and you know, kind of made the music happen based uh -huh. on this one. So now we have like a real strong general vibe, and then she wrote more pieces based on how the piece uh -huh. sounded. So we had like a vibe, and then a picture, and then a song, and then more drawings. But you're going to be playing these live. Yes. And so somebody else is going to be, is she going to be putting up, choosing when to put the put the pictures up? Yeah, I mean, I, it's if it's not already done, it's very close to being all the way done. The the um, drawings, the artwork. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the artwork's never going to change. They'll always be related to the the songs that we wrote or you know yeah, that we yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the only thing that will change from, like, the record, if you will, is that this is going to be a live performance, so some of the bells and whistles are gone, and also the improvisation. Um, what I mean is, mm -hmm. there'll be more than one, one piece of art per tune, Yes. Right? Okay. So, who decides when to change it? Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, like, the, the When it goes up, when it comes uh, down, when the next one goes up. Right. The, all the pieces generally are about the same length of time. Yeah. So she has constructed like a, a slideshow, if you will, that yeah. unfolds them. So m mostly she decides when okay. things go up, um, okay. but it's also... Is that going to be done live or... or no, there's slideshows. Okay. Um, okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Or right. videos. You know. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to how it, how it happens. This will be the first time that it happens. Well, so. yeah. Yeah. It'd be yeah. interesting to, to have her do that make those changes live you know I mean, we talked uh, about doing that maybe in the future yeah, um, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of tech stuff well of you know, course and, yeah of course right. of course yeah yeah 
That's interesting. interesting. It's been a real challenge uh-huh. the last you know year and a half. Everything has, right? But, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> even getting musicians in the room together yes, to rehearse. Yes, but we've survived. Music. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's still a Mont- there's still a Montevideo Jazz Festival. There's still yeah. you and your music, and there's still Oregon Music News. Yeah, we're doing it. I don't know how, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, that's yours. Yeah. And then what happens? That's at 4 p.m., and that's about an hour set. Um, and then um, we have an evening set that starts at 7 that I'm really excited and can't wait to talk about. But in between the early and the late set on both days, we are showing a really exciting project that we curated, the Montevilla Jazz Film Project. Uh-huh. It's called Call and Response. Um, and we uh, partnered up uh, three musical artists um, with three filmmakers in the community um and uh we they the artists recorded a five to seven minute tune in the studio um that you know was made specifically for this project for this festival or for the organization um Mm -hmm. and then the filmmaker took that music and ran with it and made a film based Mm -hmm. on the tune um and so those three things uh uh, are, were put together into a film, and we'll be showing that in between. Um, I don't have the exact time in front yeah. of me, but uh, I love those things. They're they're great. They're really great. Um, mm-hmm. um, was the Oregon Symphony used to do that? Really? Yeah. Like commission? Yes. That's really cool. Yes. With some film involved, they yeah. would they would pick a piece. Uh, uh, the filmmaker would uh, would uh, would make the film to it, mm-hmm. and then they would play it live. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see some of that. It's gone. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I like things it was, that are like that. 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Of, that stuff was great, you know? I mean, uh, uh, and, and so the, um, who, who's doing the music on that? Um, Noah Simpson uh-huh. uh, put together a group uh-huh. with that. Um, uh-huh. And that's, I mean, all the music is really great. Yeah. So Noah Simpson is one of the musical artists. Um, and uh, Micah Hummel. Um, mm-hmm. And he paired up with uh, Alex Meltzer, and it's a really innovative kind of like technological duo mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third musical artist is uh, Adit Schneer from Eugene area, great uh-huh. saxophone player. Okay. And that's real cool music too. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, and then there's a little panel afterwards with the artists and the filmmakers. Um, uh-huh. And then after the panel um, on Saturday is Rebecca Sanborn. Um, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, Who doesn't love Rebecca yeah, Sanborn? I'm a huge fan. Yeah. She has been on, the, on the, you know, in Oregon Music News yeah. more than me. <laughs> <laughs> we did a, uh, we, we, so we, we do a video mm-hmm. episodes of the podcast here sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just before the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. uh, one of the last ones we did, because I did a, we did a series of couples who were also working musicians. Oh, that's cool. And so I had, had Rebecca and, and Jai yeah. in here, and they, we talked and they played together, and mm-hmm. it was great. So what is she, what is she, what is up her sleeve? She's doing all new music, um, and it's uh, based on the theme of insomnia, um, and uh, you know that goes. Does that have something to do with the baby? Uh, I think. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't always. Yeah, um, but there was also like you know I think the themes of society kind of intertwined mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. into the songwriting here. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah. And uh, so she's uh, you know she's a 
brilliant musician and and composer but she's singing on this exclusively she's not playing any keyboards or wow. any piano wow. um yeah so she's she's stepping out in front and she's having randy porter play piano ah. um john shaw on bass and jai on drums so ah. all new material randy porter on piano i mean it's, it's gonna be epic I've said this before on here, so just just don't, if you've if you've heard this before, don't pay you know, stop paying attention. <laughs> Come back in a minute. But one of those years when I emceed mm-hmm. the 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 Montreal Jazz Festival, mm-hmm. uh, I had to introduce the Blue Cranes, and I I I did this. I just wanted to I just wanted to laugh, right? And I introduced her last. Mm-hmm. I, I introduced all the other all the guys in it, and then her last. <laughs> it was like. Like Rebecca Sanborn and the Blue Cranes, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they all got it. Yeah, you know, it was very funny. Yeah, uh, but I meant it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. I'm looking. So forward is, to her. is Jai in, in that yeah. song? Who else? Uh, Remember Randy Porter and oh, you, you said um, that. Yeah. John Shaw. Yeah, oh, you Basically. said that, didn't you? Yeah. So it's like where oh. was I? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about how cool the music is. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that on Saturday. Um, and then Sunday, uh, George Colligan's Fredson the Jeffy is kicking it off. What? And, uh, yeah, exactly. It's a real tongue-in-cheek name. I think his, he said his son came up with a name for the group. Um, he just thought it sounded funny. What is it? Fredson the Jeffy. What does that mean? I don't I don't know. I don't think it means anything. Fredson? Yeah, the Jeffy. F-R-E-D-S-E-N? Uh, O-N. S-O-N. Yeah, Fredson the Jeffy. I don't That's know. two words. Th- three words. Yeah. Fredson the Je- Jeffy. Jeffy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, but uh, so George, the, the, the name is reflective of uh, sort of the music in a way. It's like it's quirky and uh, adventurous, and uh, it, it's I'm excited for that one too because, um, as you know, like the Montevilla jazz sound. If there's not a little bit of weirdness or outness in it, then oh, we're not yeah. doing our job. That's right. kind of how right. I take it. Well, yeah. you expect that. Yeah, and that's good. <laughs> I mean, I want people to expect that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this music is that for us. I mean, and I don't, I feel like I'm not doing a very good job of selling it. If you are familiar no, with not. George Colligan at all, you know what an incredible musician he is and virtuosic and well, just in complete command of his yeah. instrument at all times, whether is he's it, playing drums or piano. What, 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 what will be, what, what will he be playing? He's playing acoustic piano on Good. this. Yeah. Good. And then um, Lisa Lipton is playing clarinet. Ah, Lisa was in here. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great musician. Terrific. And just incredible yeah. energy. Yeah, There's yeah, some videos yeah. of them on YouTube. She's, she's a pilot. Oh really? Yeah, wow, that's she flies planes. Wow, I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that takes a lot of time and I know. energy and yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's terrific. She's terrific. Uh, yeah. So she'll be playing clarinet. Yep. And yeah. Michael Hummel on drums. So uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. we're talking about three really it's great interesting musicians. They have a clarinet. Yeah. Is that is that is that becoming a thing or is that just a? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It it sounds yeah, well, great. Well, that though. means no. Yeah. I, I mean, if you don't know, that means it's well. It, I don't know what it anything is yet. anymore. It, it isn't yet. You know, <laughs> who knows what people cooked up in the pandemic, man? Like people, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, did it, has it affected your playing? Because there have been so many people. Mm. Derek Sims came in here last mm. week and said he relearned how to play the trumpet. Oh, sure. Steve Berlin came in here and said he relearned how to play the the baritone saxophone. Huh. Yeah. Well, those instruments, you know, just as a quick aside, they have a little bit more maintenance than guitar does. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, the guitar is pretty low maintenance. Once you, I'm not saying, you know, don't practice your technique, guitar players, but um, the trumpet and baritone are more demanding in terms of everyday playing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Than, but uh, yes, the pandemic affected my playing. Yeah. How? 
Uh, mostly emotionally and spiritually. Really? It was hard at times to find the motivation to pick up the guitar. Right. Because why? Right. It was, right. There was an often a right. question that I had to answer for myself. Yeah. Um, I what know, was the answer? Uh, I don't know. I just kept doing. I just yeah. kept trying. That right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Um, huh. And now that things are getting more normal, um, it's been fun again to like play for people. Yeah. Um, and especially you can tell that people are appreciative because they oh, didn't yeah. get to hear music for a long time. So that's nice energy. Um, yeah. Being an artist is a tricky thing. You know, I, t I took a lesson with Melissa Aldana over the pandemic, uh -huh. um, just looking for inspiration. Right. And, yeah. um, and she didn't have that problem <laughs> during the pandemic. Oh, it made me feel very small. She's like, no, yeah, I'm still practicing nine hours a day. And oh, wow. Like, I'm, I'm a bad person. Well, <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a whole lot of people who are like you. Yeah, I would guess there's more people like you than like her in this situation. Yeah, it, it, well, from the people around me, it seemed that way. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. I'm, I may be old and falling apart, but as far as this pandemic thing goes, mm -hmm. of course, I, I, I have a, I have all the, all the, I check all the boxes. Mm -hmm. I had a target on my back, right? Mm -hmm. But. I had the radio show to do every week mm -hmm. and at least one episode of this podcast to do every single week. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, I get to do that. That's, yeah, that's fine. Right. I'm not going to lose myself in that, you know? Yep. Um, and, and not only that, <laughs> I get feedback. Yeah. You know? Well, I like the, the sentence that you said, I get to do that. And that was the thing yeah. I had to remind myself is yes. like, you get to do this. Like, yes. It's a privilege. Yes. So yes. that was, you know, there was a lot of uh, mental and emotional workouts to be done during the pandemic that's for sure right. especially especially during the off season <laughs> yeah you are We're talking so about right baseball about talking yeah. about baseball again <laughs> the distraction of major league baseball is yeah. welcomed did you for instance get up at four o'clock in the morning and and uh, three o'clock in the morning and watch the the korean league I, I wasn't one of those, no. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was going through some personal loss during uh, uh, the, a lot of the baseball season, um, so I wasn't terribly interested in sports that much uh, last year. I watched some baseball last year, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a hard year for a lot of people. And, yeah. and yeah. guitar was not usually the priority for me at, at the beginning of the day every day. But I, I did what I could. You know, what uh, about now? It's because there's gigs yeah uh, there's more of a reason to practice oh, you have to yes yeah yeah uh and and i like it again you know i like practicing and trying to get better and writing new music and all that stuff because there's like a reason you know before when it, it was hard to justify i don't know uh it's hard to even say it out loud or whatever but like it's hard to justify why you would pursue getting better at something if you can't ever share it with anyone right you know? like right. there was no gigs right. and yeah so uh, i'm oh. glad that there's performances again and willing yeah. audiences to listen to yeah um yeah. or yeah so well i'm sure everybody's glad to see you back <laughs> i hope so you know I mean, come on yeah <laughs> um uh so um what probably you think next year we'll have live performances again with audiences if i learned anything from last year and a half it's like not to make too many declarative yes. statements about okay. the future i know uh which is i don't one know reason. why i even asked that <laughs> a stupid question no it's not it is a stupid question uh, i i hope so is yeah. the only answer i can give you which is not a great one um and that is certainly our aim um is to as soon as possible have a crowd 
like they used to be. You know, I'd like to yeah. return yeah. to the four times. Um, and one reason this year why it's different and why like we hold our cards close to our vest on the audience situation is because things are still changing. Oh yeah, man. Like oh, we don't yeah. know what Kate Brown's going to say in the next couple. Oh months, yeah, so right. We were pretty confident that we could do a live stream thing. Yeah. So that's what we based it on, yeah. and then yeah. we're okay, confident with having some people be in the audience. Yes, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, uh, just this week, um, Neil from the Goodfoot mm-hmm. announced. Okay, we're going to open on the fifth, mm-hmm. but um, but you have to you have to show proof of, of vaccination mm-hmm. when you come to the door. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know the door at the Goodfoot, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh my God! Yeah, it might <laughs> oh, be nobody a takes a punch at anybody. Right. You yeah. know, uh, but uh, that's a bummer. That's... Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a decision that every every club has to make. Mm-hmm. Every club, every venue, every you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just. Um, it's it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's completely yeah. the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going that route. It's going to be proof of vaccination. That's um, good. Yeah, that's good. Um, and all this stuff will be on our website and yeah. and on Ticket Tomato, and it'll be clear as day. So you know, if you are good. planning to try to come to this thing, please do your due diligence. And where, where would people come to this thing? Uh, it's in the old building, Portland Metro Arts. Okay. Yeah, okay. they have an yeah. upgraded AC thing with the HEPA filters nice. and all that, and nice. um, and uh, it's going to be half capacity. That's the current plan right now is half yeah. capacity. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And uh, sense. yeah, so um, yeah. yeah, proof of X and uh, airing out the room, you know, every after every act and all that stuff. So oh boy, yeah, we're trying to be as as good a boys and girls as we can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. What are you working on? Uh, the festival or the no. d- me? Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited about the After Earth project. I mean, we recorded in the studio the whole thing, and I'm still kind of making some edits and stuff. Um, and um, that will be a whole packaged deal with the artwork and uh-huh. everything. Um, uh, I'm also end up as a video. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It'll yeah. be you know in all the places, YouTube, yeah, Vimeo, yeah. whatever. Um, and I have that a thousand cast project that I did with PJCE recently. Uh-huh. Um, that was a live recording uh, in what Barton State? No, it wasn't Barton. Milo McIver State Park, right uh-huh. on the Clackamas River. Uh-huh. Um, and that is all like music influenced by steelhead fish fishing and just the the general vibe of the Oregon, uh, not coast, the Oregon landscape. You know, the Clackamas River. And, it's tributaries and um there's some storytelling involved with uh, a friend of mine who's a fly fishing guide um huh. and uh so that's a that's a project that'll be released pretty do soon do you fish i do i'm a fly fisherman is yes. that right did i know that i don't think well, i knew I that know. yeah i mean it's one of my weird things <laughs> huh. um i grew up on uh trout streams as a kid with my dad my dad got into it when i was a kid and i wanted to hang out with my dad so mm-hmm. i learned how to fly fish i i never really learned how to do the spin thing with the worms or whatever mm-hmm. i just learned standing next to my dad in a river waving a stick <laughs> <laughs> and it's great so uh, jumped into steelhead fishing here in Oregon, which is much different than I grew up. It's uh, it's way more hardcore. Like if uh, <laughs> I, don't I could come up with some crazy analogy, but steelhead fishing in Oregon is hardcore. What do you mean hardcore? It is not 
usually a pleasant experience. You don't start with that. <laughs> um, so if like, I think most people's picture of fly fishing, if you eat, if you don't know much about it, it's like a river runs through it or some beautiful uh -huh. Montana stream and you know, you catch rainbow trout and you know, and uh, it's very nice and it's in the summertime and yeah. it's like Oregon steelhead fishing is you're going after this fish that isn't eating at all it's going to spawn so it's not eating so it's not it's it, it's not interested in your fly um <laughs> you're standing in a river in oregon in winter january let's say oh, <laughs> and all of the listeners probably know that that's not pleasant weather uh this giant fish is not interested in your fly so you cast a thousand times which is why this is called a thousand casts um and uh <laughs> so it's cold it's miserable you're just casting this huge fly that it's not interested in which is difficult to do and you have to it, it's just high degree of difficulty and uh, a super high degree of patience and putting up with the elements and uh i i still haven't even landed one you know and i'm still out there waving a <laughs> stick in terrible conditions um but when you do get one it it takes off like a missile, you know, and it's, yeah, it's crazy. And the so, fish itself is crazy. It's just a whole. So why do you do this? That's a great question that no one really has a great answer for, <laughs> for steelhead fishing. Trout fishing is just pleasant. It's just, yeah. it's nice, you know. I mean, and steelhead fishing is just a weird, I think it's an addiction. It's, it sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Luckily I'm not, you know, it's not ruining my life or anything. It, it definitely has for some people. That's one of the things that the, the guide talks about in the thousand casts storytelling. Um, it, it can ruin lives cause it can be that addictive. Um, but really? it's, I think it's just, it's almost like a primal thing, uh, for wow. like hunting, you know, it's like we are, but it's, just, it's also silly. I don't know. It's also silly. Steelhead fishing is silly. <laughs> It's expensive yet, and yet, yet miserable, you do it. yeah. And I'm not even that hardcore about it. You know, I just got yeah. vaguely interested in it because that is what what Oregon rivers are known for more than uh, California or Wyoming or Montana rivers are known for, like you know, nice, yeah, friendly yeah, trout. Yeah, yeah. And these rivers are known for nasty steelhead, which are trout, but they're trout that for some reason go to the ocean and come back. I don't suppose you included. A musical reference to Cast Your Fate to the Wind, did you? No. No, it's all original yeah, yeah, music. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a bad joke. That was a really, really Catastrophe. bad joke. Great song. Yeah. <laughs> there are, uh, I'm sure, a number. Ill Wind could have been in there, yeah. Or Well, Ill Wind, I can see. Cause yeah. That's how you describe it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super hardcore. So uh, how do you reflect that in music? Well, I tried to... Um, all of the tunes in that suite are named after holes or runs on the Clackamas River. Mm -hmm. um, and they have kind of evocative names. Uh, there's one called Dead Horse. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of did my best like Morricone kind of impression <laughs> and did like a Western kind of vibe for uh -huh. Dead Horse. Dead Horse. Um, and uh, there's some other ones like Bruiser is the name of a hole. And I uh -huh. thought that was like a very evocative <laughs> name. So, and I just imagined Bruiser, you know, this giant kind of fish just kind yeah, of like... Yeah. To wreck a shop taking names so i kind of try to capture that <laughs> idea um 
there was one called Eagle Creek, um, and mm-hmm. uh, I th- that was the so- epicenter of the fires that we had to deal with yeah, last summer. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of meant something to me, you know, right. and again, like man's effect on nature and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So I kind of dug deep for that one, um, trying to reflect uh-huh. like, you know, the sorrow of uh-huh. loss of yeah, yeah, everything yeah. from that fire. It sounds like metal would go with the, with the fire. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting you know like uh, fly fishing usually i don't want to listen to music or anything i just want to be like in tune with nature but yeah. the steelhead thing like i don't mind listening to music sometimes because uh-huh. it's like a totally different thing like i'm out there i'm out uh-huh. there to like like metallica or something yeah well one time i was listening to uh uh fr- it was freddie hubbard and uh-huh. uh i think joe henderson and they were just going at it i was like this is yeah this is a little bit more i normally wouldn't want to listen to this music <laughs> with fly fishing but like yeah this is the vibe right now just like going wow. for it Jeez. but uh, so ralph towner and gary burton was also a great soundtrack for that too so interesting wow uh they're sort of outside stuff mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 not they're really pretty melodic stuff <laughs> yeah but the outside i can see the outside stuff yeah. for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> All right, that's finished. That piece finished. Yeah, it's recorded. Um, it hasn't been released yet, um, and it'll be out in late September uh-huh. um, with the storytelling included. And that has Mike Horsfall on vibes and Bill Athens on bass and Lars Campbell nice, on nice. trombone. So, didn't Athens get some great gig? He's yeah. on the road. Where is he? I'm so proud of him and also jealous. Uh, Slater Kenny. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I, I had Galen in here. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when the Outer Orbit released their record, mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm proud of them, <laughs> both of them. It's awesome. I love that band. I'm I sure had, you do. I, I had heard nothing about that band until I moved to Portland, right? And I gave them a chance. I was like, wow, this rocks. Because <laughs> I think I heard about them through because I watched Portlandia just as I was moving to Portland or whatever. Oh, and yeah. Carrie Brown scene, and right. then I heard that she was right. in a band, so right. I checked it out. I was like, damn, this is killer. <laughs> And now Bill's in it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, well, let's, listen, this is great. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're real happy to be, uh, whatever you're calling us, participating sponsors. I don't yeah, know. I, sure. you know, you've been with us since the beginning, man. I, I talked like, to Neil and, yeah. you know, I said, well, what is this again? <laughs> tell yeah. me, tell me this one more time. Um, yeah, but, you're one of our, uh, yeah, press yeah. sponsors. Yeah. We're happy yeah. to, we're happy to do that. Always, yeah. you know, and you, mm-hmm. you know, I guess as soon as I get an ad from, from from him you'll you'll see it on our on our pages sure uh and then there's this and we'll do some other things yeah i should Uh, also just quickly mention farnell newton is closing out oh yes (laughs) yeah that's the headline is he doing what is he doing is he doing jazz is he doing a lo-fi thing what is it and he's playing music from his ripping and running record uh on positone so it's like Uh you know hard swinging jazz george is on organ um kyle molitor on trombone george colligan yeah wow and andres moreno is playing drums so he's gone from like volunteering as a 15 year old for our first festival to like the student stage to now playing with a headliner on our main stage you wow. know like that's a that's an awesome story right there that's great yeah wow i'm sure he'll be leading his own band on the main stage yeah. sometime soon so it has nothing to do with with with, with his lo-fi projects nope it's okay. straight ahead jazz really yeah that's amazing i'm stoked <laughs> i it love really? his playing really yes. on huh. i mean i love all this stuff but yeah this yeah. is like playing yeah. tunes that he wrote too so even before bleak before he was bleak I, that was his nickname oh okay bleak beats oh bleak. <laughs> he, he's not a very bleak person that's an interesting B- name he's... but it was b-l-e-e-k oh okay yeah <laughs> it's a catchy name 
Yeah. yeah he's, <laughs> I've had him in here, too. Yeah, he's great. A couple of times. Um, I love Farno. Yes. What was this? Oh, Bootsy gave him a, uh, mm -hmm. a name. I can't remember what it was. No, I yeah, heard it. It was funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, are, are you doing anything to um, uh, perpetuate the memory of Carlton Jackson? We are, yeah. Um, there's a Carl, Carlton Jackson tribute in our slideshow. Um, nice. And we have notes that our MC Marcia Hawker is going to... Oh, um, good. I'd say, and she's also, the, she's the one. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I, yeah, another person. We just like to be around people that we love at, yeah. at this festival, you know. Yeah. And she's one yeah. of them, and it's yeah, it's awesome. Great. And uh, Charlie Doggett actually has been playing a symbol that uh, Carlton sold to him. So like, ah. you know, we'll have like Carlton next to us. You know? Nice. It's nice. That's nice. Very nice. Yeah. So well. Okay, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. I hope the hope the Giants win a win a win a, win a World Series because I, I know the Orioles aren't. <laughs> you must have been having a great summer in that in that regard. Yeah, I just wanted them to be competitive, and it's turned oh, out to be man. so much more. Yeah, yeah. good for you. I, yeah. Yeah, every time I see him win, I go, "Hey, Ryan, must be feeling this. <laughs> must be stoked. He must yeah. have been stoked all summer." It's a fun team. They're yeah. very likable. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the manager on down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. Sure. Yeah. And as we like to say at the end of these, that's entertainment. <laughs>